Oh my god, I had the best little vacation ever. It looks, it looked like it from the photos. Oh yeah, it was just one of those times where every day was super great and I was having the best time and uh, I, like what even it is vacation. <laughs> you know? You tell me, me about me? vacations. <laughs> How about them vacations? Anybody get it? You know? Anyone here? You know. They get it. Baby, are you already worked up? No, go lay down. She's really, really hot for dinner tonight. Go on, lay down. So, listeners, I went to South Padre Island with my friend. I don't know mm -hmm. if any of you guys have ever been there, but... Where's that at, Skylar? Because I was talking to the old people, right? Yeah. And they are so confident. I was like, I'm going to South Padre Island. Florida? Yeah, or they were like, where's that? And then one of the old ladies would be like, it's off California. <laughs> Me, though. Yeah. But I'm old, Elvis. <laughs> Just spreading misinformation. <laughs> and, like, aggressively... <laughs> Aggressively wrong. <laughs> Just whatever. I'm I feel like we're too. aggressively wrong now. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> this podcast. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, I'm Skylar. I'm Sammy, and this is our podcast. This is our podcast. <laughs> so I found, um, so Carly, the my friend that I went on the trip with. Yeah. She gave me a little hit of like her bowl of mm. weed. Aww. <laughs> wow, crazy. I'm crazy. We got Crazy girl. And so, uh, so crazy. one tiny little hit is my sweet spot. I get <laughs> high. I get fucking high. And we were playing Mario Party, and like I was Mario. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's Wait. a me. And then Mario. So like one of the. <laughs> One of the wow, like, one man. of the mini games in Mario Party is like you just have to stand, you have to run around and avoid these balls that are chasing you. And she got up and left the room for a second. And so like, every time I was looking at the screen, her character was just standing perfectly still. Oh, okay. And for some reason, she kept winning, even oh. though she, even though <laughs> okay, she was out hilarious. of the room. Yeah. And I was fucking losing it. <laughs> I was laughing so hard just watching her character stand there and like not lose. Yeah. And I and I was like trying my best to like run away from these bombs. Yeah. And I kept getting blown <laughs> smithereens. And she was just like ta ta ta. So listeners if <laughs> That you, sounds incredible. If, so I guess if anyone's ever not smoked weed, they should try it at least once. Oh Skylar, don't tell people that. <laughs> I mean it's fine. But yeah. <laughs> So, um, that was a cute little story. Anything else to share about it? God, or are we just I gonna just, like just cut right? I, cut I right love to the it. beach, I love being on a boat, I yeah. love the feeling of the sun on my skin. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get that here. Michigan is still cold, it's, it's cold still and cold. raining. I, well, that's spring, that's typical. But I can't, yeah, we still can't even plant like plants outside, really. Uh, all the plants that like. Hardware stores and stuff are dying because talking dead. They thought it was early enough. So. So, anyways, <laughs> what are we talking that. about today? Good segue. So but that's why the podcast episode is late this week, is because yes, Skyler was getting high. So getting you high. can blame him <laughs> for. <laughs> so today we are getting an article from someone named Andrea Brandt. She has a PhD. In psychology. I, know. I went to high school with someone with that last name. Maybe they're related. Oh my god, that is so crazy. And her expertise is mindful anger. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I get a major in bitch and a yeah. minor in... What is it? 
Mindful anger. Mindful anger. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we call that something different on this podcast. (laughs) Toxicity. And she wrote an article called Nostalgia. Why thinking about the past is good for you. And uh, the subtext is nostalgia can boost our well-being. Oh. These are the three key points. Nostalgia can make people feel more positively about themselves and the future. One. Two. Nostalgia can help people see life as meaningful. And three, nostalgia can increase people's sense of social connectedness. Are you nostalgic? Yes, extremely. Do you think you're nostalgic? Sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm totally apathetic (laughs) towards the past. And sometimes I'm really nostalgic. It depends. Very Well, being nostalgic... I don't think means... Does it necessarily mean that it's, like, in good favor? Nostalgia, yes. Uh, Like, technically, one of the uh, definitions of nostalgia is... Oh, actually, it says right here. To to nostalgias, to nostalgize. (laughs) Wait, how do you say that? I don't know. (laughs) Nostalgize? That sounds like I don't know what that is. Let's just call it octopi. Octopi. To to be nostalgic is to revel in nostalgia. A feeling of pleasure and also slight sadness when you think about things that happened in the past. Yeah. So there has to be a co-feeling of pleasure for it to be considered nostalgia. nostalgia. Instead of just like reliving a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Like reliving a nightmare is not nostalgia. I don't know though because like there's something about reliving something that's painful that still is a little bit like satisfying painted, painted over because it's a memory and anything that you recall from the past as a memory mm-hmm. to me is like a superpower. Yes. I think it's so cool to like access something that you remember as already have had happened. I don't know. And the way that experiences are perceived and remembered by certain people so differently or so Mm -hmm. similarly i guess but like that no matter what even if it's a bad memory feels kind of like a superpower but i do know what you mean by like the exact definition of like it has to be you want to know one of my superpowers and i've thought about this multiple times and it makes me and it makes me laugh yeah all of my traumatic memories are layered over with lana del rey songs in slow motion (laughs) Oh. So, like, if I'm thinking no, about... No, I think that's just, like, every gay person. <laughs> I don't think like that's if, your like superpower. Like, if I see myself being, that's the like... superpower being like, gay. in a memory, I'm, like, being beat around. And, but, <laughs> but, it's, but it's in slow motion, and it's like... Uh, his Bible... Just <laughs> And he likes okay, his women, And all of your heroin... <laughs> just slow motion and it's Lana and I'm just sitting there like watching it kind of swaying with the music <laughs> George so, says his superpower is getting the exact amount of like tinfoil or saran wrap or whatever that you need out like, like with one yeah like with rip. like in one try whatever he wants to cover he can I cover I feel like it. I've seen that happen it's, he claims that's a superpower I feel like yeah I feel like more than other men I've seen him like Wait, with foil so bag it up <laughs> <laughs> like I think I've like, seen Like I just him. feel like that man always has foil near him. <laughs> like he just knows. Like, like there's never been a time Wait, where I'm like, damn it, I true? need foil. And there's never been a moment where George's like, it's, it's right here. <laughs> just pulls it out of his pocket. Oh my god. 
Specifically foil. So a 2011 study <laughs> published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that participants who were induced to feel nostalgic by listening to a favorite hit song from the past were more likely than others to say that they felt loved and that life is worth living. Oh. Okay, me. My God. Me every time Britney Spears comes on. Can you read that again? It said that a study found that participants who were induced to feel nostalgic by listening to a hit song from the past were more likely to feel loved and that life is worth living. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so accurate? Wow. Oh, my God. Would the Backstreet Boys come on or something? I don't know. What is my, like... It wouldn't be Backstreet Boys. I don't know. Celine Dion. Celine Dion makes Celine you feel loved in that Celine Dion. Life. Oh, <laughs> man. Yep. Celine Dion. That. Oh, I listened to so much Celine Dion as a kid. Who didn't? I'm your <laughs> <laughs> So, according to the appropriately titled Heartwarming Memories, published in the journal Emotion, colder days trigger more nostalgia than warmer ones. In most people, at participants who were called a nostalgic versus ordinary event, uh, perceived ambient temperature as higher. In other words, warm memories make you feel warmer, literally. Ew. So, I, I, I that don't feels love true. that. I don't love that. I don't love being warm. I enjoy being cold. And I can think <laughs> back specifically. The very idea Anybody? of thawing my cold heart makes me <laughs> I was way too close to the microphone for that evil laugh. Oh my god. No. <laughs> I just always feel, you know, you're either a cold person or you're a Your nostalgic person. memories make you Skylar, be able to see your no. breath. The room gets colder. I just like turn my head and everything like I feel like I'm an out- outlier. Like, I get more nostalgic for warmer memories. And like, I'm not. No, I think 90% of the people would agree with you. Yes. Oh, oh, I get it. I'm more nostalgic for warmer days, but a colder day in general is more likely to trigger nostalgia than a warm day. Okay. I don't know. That doesn't feel true for me, but like I said, it doesn't I say, feel for, like it doesn't that say doesn't for everyone. I feel like that doesn't sound true for majority. I would think the opposite. I would think the opposite too, but what do we know? We didn't write in the journal Maybe because emotion. it's currently cold in this room that it's easier. To- <laughs> it's, been, it's been cold for so long. <laughs> I don't have anything to be... Live, nos- there's nothing to be nostalgic about. It's just cold. I know. And we live, once again, in, like, a really old, like, creaky, drafty fucking mm-hmm. historical home. So, like, hardwood floors, like... If you face the wrong way while you're peeing, a cold draft blows But this is so like this, the other house that we lived in before we moved to Florida. Like, mm-hmm. same vibes. If you were in this house compared to, like, one of our friends' house in the area, it would be significantly different, I feel like. <laughs> It's just this 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 house feels so cold, it's so cold and dead, <laughs> and I love it. So, did you know that nostalgia was originally categorized as a disease? <laughs> okay. Right. What? What? Yeah, it comes from a Greek word for homecoming, nostos, pain, and algos. It was coined by a Swiss physician in 1688, and the term was used to describe a sufferer who was manic with longing. <laughs> Yes. Today, AKA every Pisces ever. Me. T- 
Today when we use the term, we usually mean a self-conscious, bittersweet, but predominantly positive emotion that arises from fond memories mixed with yearning. Yearning. To nostalgize. Nostalgize. Nostalgias. To nostalgize. To... Oh, that's not a word. That can't be. It's right here. I'm looking at it with my eyes. To be nostalgic. To be nostalgic. Right? Mixing memory with affect and desire. Psychologist Constantine Sidikides... Or just, I don't know how to pronounce that, so let's keep going. And colleagues describe three functions of nostalgia. One, nostalgia makes us feel more positively about ourselves and the future. So despite reflecting on the past, nostalgia makes you feel better about the future. Interesting. Why do you... It doesn't say why. Why do you think? Um, Well, I think because things were good in the past, I guess you just kind of hope maybe things will be good in the future, too. Yeah, I guess I don't really know how to answer this question without going into like a huge long side tangent like I normally do. So I've got one and it goes a little bit like a little too vulnerable. So we don't do that. Yeah, that's not the vibe right now. Two, nostalgia makes us see life as meaningful. And I agree with that. It kind of infuses meaning into the past and into the future. Yeah, I mean, I I used to love watching my home videos and like i thought it was so cool to like look at a couch and like remember the texture that it used to be when i was a kid like i remember textures too that's something i can think about textures like i remember seeing like i like looking at pictures and remembering just like anybody else like seeing a picture of like a piece of clothing or slippers or a bag or something that you had and seeing it in a picture and then like remembering that like that vibe, that color, the feeling, like, you know what I mean? You know that sweater vest you always talk about that I used to wear? Yeah. I can feel the texture it's of it in my thick. hands. Real thick. And you lived in Texas. I don't know why your mom did that to you. But anyways, <laughs> I, yeah, I like, I like, I don't know, that. And I think about that sometimes, like, in the present of, like, what do I have now that is going to be the equivalent of that when I look back on a picture. You exactly. Know I mean? Is like, there like a purse? Like or what is, is happening like a... to us right now that is future nostalgia? Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine not knowing that album. <laughs> it just sound insane. Three. I mean, no nostalgia <laughs> increases our social connectedness. So it can boost our well-being, um, but it's different from simply remembering, which sometimes makes us feel sad. <laughs> Thinking about the past can sometimes trigger what-ifs and other feelings of regret. Re- regret. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What just happened? I short-circuited. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard that sound come out of you. <laughs> Nostalgizing. 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 <laughs> I still Are can't you do it. Now? <laughs> it's a comparison free way of looking at the past. Oh, that's good. So when you're using nostalgia. <laughs> you're looking at you're a past. Doing a great job. You're, in, you're looking at the past in a way that isn't necessarily full of what ifs. You're kind of just enjoying what was. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes reflection on the past involves those feelings of regret. And nostalgia. Regret. We end our words with consonants here. Yeah. 
So, a sentimental longing for the past is a common, universal, and highly social emotional experience, writes Taylor Fioriotto. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. In her paper, Is Nostalgia a Past or Future-Oriented Experience? Published in Frontiers in Psychology. When people bring to mind memories that make them nostalgic, they are re revi revisiting, <laughs> revisiting. revisiting personally meaningful life events shared with loved ones. So nostalgia involves reflecting on past experiences, but it motivates effective states, behaviors, and goals that improve people's future lives. So it's something, there's something motivating about nostalgia. It makes you want to make your life something worth remembering. Mm. And it kind of impacts the here and now because you recognize that future nostalgia, mm. like potential, potential. Which, like, Dua Lipa was really onto something. Wow. After reading this article, I think she may have read She, like, really knew. I think she's... <laughs> she invented nostalgia. What was that? Oh, yeah, the girl, the mindful anger girl. No, who wrote this right now? The Is part it? we were just reading? Oh, Taylor yeah. Ferrito. Oh, Ferrito. That was not how you said her name last time. You just literally called her Taylor Ferrito. That's not the know. same name you just gave me. It's Taylor Fiorito. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's the third different I had heard. Her name is Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, baby. She What's has your a name? last name. What's your name? <laughs> What's your name, baby? <laughs> What's your name? Where you going? Taylor Frito. Fiorito. Frito. trigger nostalgia responses that helps make meaning of our lives. We form a narrative about who we are, who we've been, and who we'd like to become, and where we've been. Where we are now. <laughs> oh, sorry, this is the longest <laughs> sentence of all time. Joey, when he's trying to write the fucking marriage speech for Monica and Chandler, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Having and giving and receiving <laughs> this love that they have and that they give. <laughs> Uh, the, <laughs> the story we tell ourselves, blah, 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 blah. So, how do you tell yourself a more positive story? <laughs> Please read the rest of it like that. Please. Build a mental bank full of positive memories. In a 2013 interview for the New York Times, Dr. Sadakides calls this memory bank a nostalgic repository. What? <laughs> When, when you dip into your nostalgic repository, don't compare the memory you're recalling to anything else and instead try to focus on the <laughs> You sound like that guy from 30 Rock. Just, you can only oh hear God. S's, no other words. Yeah, please, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just tell me I'm so <laughs> I don't know what I just read, but I'm moving on. It says, consider. Listen to this. Okay, keep going. It says, continue to fill your repository Disposition. throughout your life. <laughs> what the fuck? I think she's talking about like her nostalgic repository oh. and not her bum hole. <laughs> continue to fill it. To be clear, I don't miss stuff that wait, memory holds. She says, nostalgia. I don't miss an opportunity to build nostalgic to be memories. Yeah. 
In other words, it's okay to speak wistfully about things that just happened yesterday. <laughs> In fact, it's good for you. Yeah. And then, oh. Do we have a quiz or anything? Um, no. Mm, okay. Not today. <laughs> I, sorry, you're just putting me on the spot there. <laughs> Skylar's, I think, actually sleeping. <laughs> What's happening? So I found another really quick article for us to read from another actual real psychology. Okay, if you do that, I'm going to try and yes, find, try and find like a, a real quick, nostalgia. amazing quiz. So this is from um, Changchun, China. And we don't get too many psychological studies that come out of there that come across my desk nice. for the podcast. So yeah, no, the secretary never really the secretary reaches never for that. really reaches for like our eastern counterparts <laughs> to see what's going on over there. And so <laughs> this is what's going Sorry, on. Sorry, I used. <laughs> so um, they have found this is an article called "Nostalgia Prompts Sustainable Product Disposal." And basically, more nostalgic people are more likely to responsibly throw away trash. And that's literally the whole article. Oh. Isn't that kind of random? Okay. Like extremely random? Yeah. So this is the abstract. It says, consumers' product disposal behaviors impact the environment, businesses, society, and consumer well-being. Research explores if and how consumers' disposal behaviors are influenced by sentiments of nostalgia. Four experimental studies were conducted, two on student samples and two on general populations to test our hypotheses. Study one did show that compared with collective nostalgia, personal nostalgia elicits higher intentions to keep and reuse products. In contrast, collective nostalgia elicits higher intention to donate and recycle products. So there's two types of uh, nostalgia apparently yeah because i've only ever thought of personal individual nostalgia but apparently there is something called collective nostalgia oh which is different from individual well, yeah so like the nostalgia of like the 90s of like a decade yes the 80s this yeah which uh, i had never really thought about it <clears throat> I never, no i didn't either i had never thought of calling it collective nostalgia because i still saw it through my personal lens right? but apparently there is... Like, if we all collectively agree that, like... Something was better, then that would be mm-hmm. collective nostalgia. Or not even better, we just saw collectively our like, th- like nostalgizing. Yeah, like, butterfly <laughs> clips. There's, like, a lot of things we could have got, like, from the 90s and the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And, like, we really settled on the butterfly clips being one. Which I agree they were. But, like, there's a lot of other things that could have took the place. I don't so, know. here is something interesting <laughs> about collective nostalgia. It says, so nostalgia is not only about individuals, but collective memory. Therefore, collective nostalgia means a sentimental desire for a collective past and a collective past society. Collective nostalgia is defined as thinking about oneself according to a specific social identity or as a member of a specific group that is self-classification at the collective level (laughs) and focusing on the events or objects related to it. Collective nostalgia is a sentiment that focuses on events experienced with members of the group. Right. And individuals who engage in such nostalgia usually pay attention to well-known historical events and collective actions. Therefore, compared with personal nostalgia, collective nostalgia tends to be abstract and more consistent among individuals in certain groups. Okay. This, I would like, I keep clearing my throat, sorry. But like, this is something that my friend Allison and I do constantly, and I've noticed it before, but it's like, you ever have that one friend that is like just based off of communicating through like purely nostalgic memories? Mm -hmm. Like you're constantly like, remember this, or like, 
well, because of this happened, like, we are constantly talking about or, like, accessing memories that we agree upon and, like, communicating them through nostalgic Yes, those collective past identities. <clears throat> but then, like, it's also interesting, because, like, that's, like, a friend that you have, like, a one-on-one personal relationship that maybe you've known, like, for so long that, like, no matter what you do or you say feels like bringing up nostalgic memories... But then there's that collective where, again, it's like if we all, if we stick like, you know, 20, 90, 90s babies in the room and we all are talking about like our favorite toys or like, you know, favorite snacks or things like that, like there's going to be a different energy to that. There's lots of crying from us. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And then there's going to be that, that solo nostalgia of like, I remember what my blanket felt like when I laid in my crib as a baby. <laughs> You know? See, I don't remember that. Just remember, I just remember my head brace. <laughs> I remember that too. I wasn't even there, but I can see it in my mind. Just to fix that side of my head that went flat on accident. <laughs> it wasn't an accident, sweetheart. You kept talking I back. I still kind of look like that. This is why my head is shaped the way that it is, because they didn't get the right brace for me. <laughs> Or they did. Or they did. They knew your they destiny. They knew what it was going to happen to me. Because you are ugly. Because you don't <laughs> So, these are the conclusions. The results of the four experiments confirm the effect of nostalgia on product disposal. Personal nostalgia consumers were more inclined to A, keep and B, reuse products and self-continuity mediates this relationship. Collective nostalgia consumers were more inclined to donate and recycle products and collective advocacy mediates this relationship. And so here's kind of like the practical implication of like what that really means. So it says in addition to theoretical contributions, the current work also provides important practical and blah, 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 blah. Results show that sustainable development and well-being of society can benefit from prompting of nostalgia sentiments. Enterprises and policymakers consider adopting nostalgia elements in their communication with consumers. And incorporating nostalgia to influence consumers' end-of-use product disposal... Disposal decisions. <laughs> Communicators can use aspects of memory, vision, music, smell, and other elements to stimulate nostalgia. For example, garbage trucks broadcasting nostalgic music or nostalgic imagery on waste containers evokes feelings and reduces consumers' intentions to throw away products unnecessarily, reduce pollution, and reduce waste. On special <gasps> days... So that's like, it literally just said if you put a nostalgic picture on a trash can... People are less likely to throw things away if they know they can hold on to it and recycle it later, which is interesting. Like if you just put like Elmo on the side of a garbage can. Yes. If you put, I mean, for me, I would just throw something away in Elmo. Well, no, I'm just saying like. Yeah, I see what you're saying. My, what would mine have not, been? I don't know. Maybe Barney. Like a Powerpuff Girl for me or something. Oh my God. You are allowed to watch that. that was I remember that they look like mosquitoes. <laughs> That's why you're not allowed to watch that. On special days, <laughs> on special days, <laughs> special days such as Christmas, people are more likely to feel personal nostalgia, which we find increases intentions to keep and reuse products. However, these days often produce a lot of. However, these days often produce a lot of waste. The government and environmental organizations can design persuasive communication appeals by prompting nostalgia sentiments to curb waste and instead encourage reuse. For instance, nostalgia sentiments may be communicated along with emotional themes like pride in reusing clothes, decorations, and pride in creative ways of reducing waste, packaging, blah, 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 blah. So just said nostalgic people are more um, 
cognitive about their trash. And there's this huge chunk of the study I didn't read. Yeah. So I don't know how the fuck they arrived at that conclusion. Well, okay. What I'm thinking is like people who hoard. Mm-hmm. But this is not. Okay, it didn't well, mention maybe, hoarding. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. <clears throat> yes, but there. I don't know enough about like clinically diagnosed like issues with hoarding. But mm-hmm. I, I am just thinking about the parallels of like why someone might do that, and like there could be memory connected things that I hadn't think, considered. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So like my great uncle um, used to collect like Burger King toys. And, like, the cups and everything. And he was, like, didn't have any kids, didn't have any, like, partners or anything. He lived, actually, with his sister in the house they grew up in until they had to move to a condo because it couldn't get up and down the stairs. And, like, this is the one that I've told the stories of going in the basement and all this stuff. With all the TP. Yeah, like, the... Yeah. So, but the garage, like, when you opened the garage, there was so much stuff that it literally, like, would wall... Like, it would... Like, you could open it, and it seemed like a whole wall of stuff. But it was all just, like, Burger King toys and Burger King cups and, like, stuffed animals and, like, weird stuff like that. So... Okay, Burger King I moved. I always felt like so that good? was, like, sort of... I don't know. Nostalgic yeah. connected for him. Like, it was... Yeah. Because, like, you guys played with the Burger King toys, and that was a way... I mean, kind of. No, no, no. Like, for him doing that. Mm. Um, and I don't, I never really understood like why he did that kind of thing. I don't know. When I was little, the big Burger King toy that we kept getting over and over and over again was those Mulans. Oh. You know, like with the four moving limbs. Yeah. We had a collection of like 14 or 15 Mulans (laughs) and we would use them to like build Lego villages. And and for some reason, the only person that lived in the village was Mulan over and over and over again. Well, yeah, because you had 15 of her. I had 15 of her. I would have sprayed painted her different colors and like why would i never have thought of that, that? Yeah. i was like i guess everyone in this village looks like Mulan. <laughs> this twin Mulan's sister when's your birthday <laughs> november 22nd <laughs> mine too <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah that's what Mulan was up to Cool. My past. So you I see you have a quiz. Pick a few nostalgic toys to reveal which Barbie you truly are deep down. So I would love to know what bar- Barbie I am truly yeah. deep down. Um, all right. So we're gonna have to tap into those toys. Which toy do you miss from your childhood? And there's a picture of Lego. I would say Legos because I still love Minecraft. So okay. obviously I lo- miss Legos. And then there's action figures, rubber ducks, or toy cars. But I will say that the rubber duck is dressed like Batman, so it is a little bit more appealing than a regular I can't imagine duck. missing a rubber duck. No. no. Like out of all of those four. Yeah. Imagine in your childhood bedroom. <laughs> imagine you're in your childhood bedroom. Wait, hold on. Which- my fish bedroom? Your actual bedroom, not your, like, wishful bedroom. Not my candle bedroom. No. Yeah. Imagine you're in your childhood bedroom. Which toy are you playing with after school? (laughs) So, after school... Barbies, teddy bears, building blocks, or a Rubik's Cube? Um, a Rubik's Cube. What? I never was able to solve a Rubik's Cube. But I found out that there was actually, like, a way to do it later on in my life. No, I no one ever told me that. <laughs> so I was, I was just in there going for it. Which of these makes you nostalgic? Bracelet making pack, a tiara, a train track, or dolls? Train track. Wow. 
I used to be obsessed with to toy trains really? and like toy train models and electric trains and all of that. How hetero. I know. Remember um, a listener sent me that train, um, <gasps> that train I do box that one that. time. Oh my God. Actually, we've talked about your thing for trains, so I don't know how I didn't remember that. I'm such a good friend. Which toy do you remember loving the most? Bouncy balls. <laughs> <laughs> They look so delicious in that photo. <laughs> Listeners, y'all know what I'm talking about. Tasty. You... Those are the tasty ones. The smooth ones. Not the ones with the, the tasty little... Ones. You see the little ridges around the side, though? That shit hurts your that tongue. That shit hurts. <laughs> and then it makes you want to bite them in half. <laughs> Oh my god, and they, they come apart like right erasers. Now, so much right now. Okay. Bouncy balls, nerf guns, kites, or dollhouses. Um, bouncy balls. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Mom, I'm not gay. I'm I not. Love bouncy balls. I love the balls. Pick a place to play with these toys. The so beach. where do you want to play with your bouncy so balls? What? So on the I can beach? play I can play with bouncy beach. balls at the beach. My house. <laughs> The toy shop or my garden? <laughs> okay, well, we didn't have a garden. We would never go to a toy shop to just, like, hang out. But that's where you would play um, with bouncy balls. I think if I, if I was envisioning myself playing with bouncy balls, it would be at my house. It would be at the beach. <laughs> okay. Lastly, how much are you willing to spend on toys? I want them for free. Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> $50. I'm a crazy girl. What am I? You're a Bar Barbie mermaid doll. Okay, do you know how badly I wanted that? You love to be unique, and as a kid, you picked only the most interesting of the toys to play with. Mm -hmm. All the other kids wish they had the cool array of, of options that you did. Okay, money. Yeah, money will do that. Money will do that. I <laughs> love how little hip is cocked, like a little Kardashian Me. pose. Well, I want a quiz. Hmm. All right, what quiz should I do? Real quick one. Um. Should we see how many? Oh, that's not quick. Sixty Disney characters. Should we try to remember them? That's nostalgia. Let's see if we can do it together. We'll get through it. And if there's too many, we'll just stop. All right. Wait. It's starting with these. Oh, this isn't fun for the listeners. Because they it? can't see it. Oh, that's good. Because I don't they know. They just who listen any to of us play. <laughs> um, all right, let's type in. What should I type in? Mm, memories. Yes, memories. Memories. Um. um ew, Phoebe. It's strange, but everyone who grew up in the '90s will have a vivid memories of what these things smelled like. What? This doesn't look like. Oh my god! Can you smell this rad body spray of Malibu musk? No, I don't even know what that is. Do you? Nope. Wait, is that it? That's the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait. here it is. Oh. Okay, I thought that was literally it. <laughs> I was like, like wow, that totally. was a really nope. quick quiz. There's 83% of the people that remember that. Can you smell this gnarly 90s toy? It's Gax Splat. 
No. Yeah, it kind of smells... Okay. Unless it's so just So what do slime. we do... Yeah, but like, like real like rotten slime. Like it, unless like, that's the stuff where you threw it at the wall and it was supposed to stick. Yeah. No, I don't know what a gag splat is specifically. Okay, we'll just say no because I feel like you're pretty. <gasps> Cucumber, melon, bath, and body works. Yes. Your sisters had to have had those. Dang, my sisters, bitch, me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah you. Yeah, you really did. No, which the one that you just recently got? The peppermint? There was like a peppermint one. And I oh, was the like, eucalyptus oil yeah, one? Yeah, that shit smelled good. I know. You can smell... Can you smell this tubular 90s drink? Sunny D? Yes. yes I was not... That Obsessed was with Sunny much, D. What? I was... It was too much sugar. Even when you were little, Sunny D was too much sugar for you. Well, I... I could have handled it. I wasn't supposed to have Sunny D. <laughs> Other people determined that it was not a good drink for me. They were right, because that's poison. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was poison. Can you smell this 90s scent that was all that and a bag of chips? Ew, Lines, no. Babies. Why does this look like a fucking... Finger condom? Finger tongue. <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember that. I don't that. either. <gasps> I thought this was Amica cream. I was going to shit. Nope, don't know what this is. <sighs> Not cream. Uh, I mean, no. I know what cold cream is, and I know... Yeah. But no. Can you smell these totally awesome treats? Yes. No. Those are the ones that are like the shaped, they're little coins. And they're flavored like soda pop. What? But they're in a milk carton. Wait, what? Really? Oh. Alright, we'll say totally. Pizzerias! Pizza chips. I don't remember pizzerias, cheese pizza chips. We didn't have those. I do, but I we didn't eat them. Oh, yeah. Oh, do, you, not only do I know what this smells like, I know what it tastes like. I know what it tears like. I okay, know I think everyone has that moment like. of like opening up a dank crayon bin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or you, that <laughs> word! Especially when it's all like some of them are broken. Yes. Some of them like the like it, in the, fact the crayon torn. smell is almost so intense it's almost rancid. Yes. And yet you go in there and you're like. <sighs> and especially it gives me like browns, greens, and blacks vibes and like yes. one rogue orange, but none of the good colors none you of the wanted good to colors. like. Maybe a rogue pen in there. Everything's sticky, some, flaked. Yeah. Everything's broken. Yep. I, Marker yeah. without a cap. Like it's just. You know what I mean. <laughs> It's dank. Didn't we all have the same color? It's a dank crown box, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Totally. Is that it? That was really something. That was something. so stupid. Anyways, um, I'm going to go back to watching TikToks about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, which I've been obsessively following. Um... And uh, Skylar's gonna go pray the gay way. I'm gonna go pray the gay way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I um, it's speaking of crayons. Not too long. Speaking of dank. Speaking of dank crayons, I was at a restaurant a few days ago, and they you know they had the crayons for kids. Oh yeah, but the real waxy the ones. The real waxy that ones do that don't actually do anything. Yeah. And I was coloring with my crayon, and then uh -huh. I thought to myself. Crayons kind of fucking suck. Yeah. But they're also fun. Yeah. But like, if you can never color something in all the way with a crayon. Yeah. I hate so them. So then what's the point? They're cheap to make. 
it's wax. I don't know. If anyone knows but why. But like me though. Like you know asks, what I mean? Like, well, everyone ask around. Like, it's like why kind are of fun, but it sucks. It's cheap to make. This podcast. It's dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like why are why crayons are crayons? Why are crayons? Because like a colored pencil works better technically. Yeah. But maybe it's harder to use. Maybe crayons better for little hands. You know, because they're but they break so easily. You know, I don't know. Me again, me. <laughs> I just I, I better guess, for little hands. I guess I just breaks easily. <laughs> I guess I just re- relate. Crayons are my spirit animal. You know what I mean? This is the bad place. This is the bad place. <laughs> this is the bad place. Are you gonna be okay? I just I need to go. <laughs> I need to rest. Thank you so much to our supporters for supporting this podcast episode. We love you very, very much. Thank you to Julie C, Anna M, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Teresa D, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Jesse D, David B, and Karen R. Thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. And yeah, we're sorry that it has taken a few extra days to get this episode to you, but... We didn't skip a week, so you're welcome. I know you all were dying Quality for this content. All right, thank you guys. Bye. Say goodbye. Oh my God, bye. <laughs>